Well, welcome back to Tales of Southwest Michigan's Past. I am your host, Michael Delaware, and today I want to talk to you about the public press, that old history of the newspapers in Southwest Michigan, and focusing on some information I came across in the history of Calhoun County, mostly around Battle Creek's newspapers, but we're going to also talk about early newspapers across Southwest Michigan and go into a little bit of the archival search for these types of papers. So this should be a fun one to explore. Now, in a book called The History of Calhoun County, and it's written by Washington Gardner, who, among other things, was a U.S. congressman from Michigan during his time in Calhoun County. He includes an article in this book written by George B. Willard. George B. Willard was the only son of George Willard, whose father was Alan Willard, and he also had a brother by the name of Charles Willard. Alan Willard was one of the early pioneers that settled on the Gogwak Prairie, and he was a graduate of Dartmouth and brought with him a huge personal library, and he educated his two sons, Charles and George. So at the age of about 16, these two young men had the equivalent of a full college education, and they made quite a significant impact on the Battle Creek and Calhoun County community. George Willard went on to become a U.S. congressman, and his brother Charles was a very successful businessman and farmer in the Battle Creek area, and Charles, in his will, helped establish the Willard Library, as well as donating money to the YMCA and a Kalamazoo College. And And George, when he passed away, contributed all of his historical records to the Willard Library, So they were both significant individuals in the history of Battle Creek, and George himself owned one of the newspapers for many years in Battle Creek. So his son wrote this article, which included the history of the Battle Creek newspapers. I'm going to read you segments of this article. We're going to go over some of the history that he talks about on the early newspapers, and I'm going to talk also a little bit about some of the early printing press that was going on during that time. Now, the village of Battle Creek was platted around 1835-1836 area, and there's a lot of other uh, YouTube videos I've created on that early history of of the founding of the city with uh, Sands McCamley, Ezra Convis, and the Merritt brothers among some of the early pioneers. And the newspapers followed as time went on with the establishment of the area. George Willard makes a very interesting point about the city of Battle Creek or the village of Battle Creek back in the day is that it was very unique in its time because it fostered more newspapers than any other communities during the time period. So I'm going to read you some of what he wrote here. He says, Battle Creek and vicinity possessing as it has almost continuously From its earliest history, a practically pure American population. Not all of them American-born, but thoroughly American in ideas of living and progressiveness, has ever been a staunch supporter of the public press. And though from lack of population and the vicissitudes of its sturdy settlers, some of its earliest publications succumbed for want of patronage, it is probably today the strongest supporter of newspapers, of any city of its population in the state, having four daily newspapers to its credit, all apparently well-supported, while most of its contemporary cities are struggling along with one, in rare cases, two. So he wrote this 
publication, which was originally printed in 1913. So around that period of time, Battle Creek had four newspapers where most communities only had one and were struggling with the existence of one, is what he's saying. In a few cases, they had two. So that's quite different and unique for the area. But now he's going to talk about some of the earliest newspapers in the community. Now, when I look at the Willard Library, and I do a lot of historical research, the oldest newspaper edition that we have at the Willard Library dates back to 1846, and it was a paper called the Michigan Tribune. Going earlier than that and trying to research earlier history than that, it's uh, impossible based on those archives because... The earlier papers weren't saved, and we haven't found them yet if they did exist. Certainly, I'll make a case about that when we get towards the end of this podcast, and we'll talk about uh, some things that we all can do for historic preservation. So he says in this article that the first log house in Battle Creek arrived in 1831, the first frame dwelling in 1837, but its first newspaper arrived one year before the first brick dwelling was erected, and that was in 1846. And in 1845, Leonard Stilson was sent to Rochester, New York, by some of the enterprising citizens of the village to purchase the needed supplies to found a weekly newspaper. Equally, if not more important than the supplies that he secured, was his capture of a young printer named Walter Woolno who, blessed with the true spirit of journalism, and who was destined from that time on until his death in 1904 to be a valuable worker in the field of newspaperdom of his adopted city. Thus, the newspaper that was founded at that time in 1845 was called the Western Citizen and Battle Creek Champion. It was democratic in politics and lasted a year and a month when Mr. Woolno and Mr. Doherty took the plant over, changed the name of the newspaper to the Michigan Tribune and its politics to the Whig persuasion. And the Michigan Tribune survived until 1848. So that was the earliest newspaper in Battle Creek. And I don't know if they have editions of it when it was printed as the Western Citizen and Battle Creek Champion. I haven't looked at those early editions. They all appear to be under the title of the Michigan Tribune when I searched it. So that's quite interesting that it had a different title before it switched to the Michigan Tribune. And the following summer, the Liberty Press, a state publication for anti-slavery, it was instrumented by Erastus Hussey, who was its editor and publisher, and he lived in the Battle Creek area. Erastus Hussey was a station master on the Underground Railroad in Battle Creek, and the publication was continued by Woolno and Doherty. Uh, Mr. Hussey retained the editorship and management of the newspaper. An interesting note about the history of that newspaper, it lasted only about a year when the plant that it was being produced in was destroyed in a fire in the summer of 1849. And after that, they continued the publication for a short time in the city of Marshall, where it was forced to abandon it shortly after that. So whether that was arson or not, probably up for speculation. I don't know if there's editions of the Liberty Press still available. It was only published for a year. It could be that they have copies at the Battle Creek Regional History Museum or the Battle Creek Historical Society. So the city of Battle Creek remained without a newspaper until 18. 1851, when a group called Grant and Burton established the Battle Creek Journal, which was a weekly Whig paper, and then they eventually sold it to Mr. Woolno, who 
continued on with the newspaper until 1863. And the politics of the newspaper shifted from Whig to Republican when the Republican Party was eventually born uh, several years later. That newspaper was ultimately sold to George Willard, who ran it, and continued it as the Battle Creek Daily Journal. George Willard ran the newspaper with his son, George B. Willard, who is the author of this article that I've been referring to. And it was eventually sold after his death in 1908. It was sold later to a circulation manager for the Detroit Free Press. During that time, there was also another newspaper called the Sunday Record, which ultimately became the Sunday Record Journal after the owners of the Battle Creek Journal purchased it. A few years later, the newspaper was sold to another group, and it became the Daily Journal, and it continued on in that name for a while. But it wasn't alone at that time. In 1857, there was a newspaper in town called the Jeffersonian, and that was established by a man named William Pease, who later became one of the postmasters in the community. Later on, uh, Pease was involved with the founding of another newspaper called the Constitutional Union, which survived in the community for about two years. During this time, many of the people that worked for the journal went off to found some of their own newspapers, among those that were former members of the Michigan Tribune and members of the Battle Creek Journal. They founded newspapers called the Daily Republican. And in 1884, a man by the name of Barnes and another man by the name of Glass started the Sunday Morning Call. And that lasted only about two years and when I do a lot of historical research, I always love reading the Sunday Morning Call because it was a very well-written newspaper. And the two editors that were running it were very big into detail and facts and figures and information and storytelling. So it really, when you look up a story that happens to fall within those two years that the story was covered by the Sunday Morning Call, it's kind of a blessing because they have a lot of details that not a lot of the other newspapers contemporary at the time covered. There was another edition that was published later on called The Evening Call, but that didn't last very long. And then another newspaper founded around 1891 was called The Michigan Patriot. It was a weekly newspaper devoted to the People's Party principles. And that, that newspaper eventually relocated up to Calumet, Michigan, up there in the Upper Peninsula. In 1881, another newspaper came to Battle Creek that had originally started in Massachusetts, and it was called The Commoner. And the founders of that newspaper ultimately started another paper called The Battle Creek Citizen. In 1894, a man by the name of Westfall and another man named Bryce became the editor of a newspaper called the Battle Creek News. And later on in 1898, the Daily News was founded by a man by the name of D.Z. Curtis. And it was a morning newspaper and it lasted only until the following February because it didn't seem to have a lot of market at the time for being a morning newspaper. Up to that point, the only newspaper to that date that had really gained traction was the Battle Creek Journal. But that was going to change in 1878 when a newspaper called the Nightly Moon was established and it started to get a foothold in the community. And it originally started as a morning newspaper as well. It ultimately became a daily newspaper called the Battle Creek Daily Moon. Another newspaper that was published in Battle Creek around 1898 was the Sunday Record. And the Sunday Record lasted in the community for about seven years. And around 1900, Joseph Cox 
the first inventor of the duplex press, who was also the ex-mayor of the city and a former newspaper man from Indiana, launched the Morning Inquirer on July 21st, 1900. And he apparently made a very successful newspaper of it because versions of the Inquirer had lasted through the years. And he even had another edition launched later on called the Inquirer and Evening News, which many of those newspapers are still in archives at the Willard Library, for example. And interestingly enough, there was a socialist newspaper that was launched around 1911 called the Workers' Herald, and that lasted for only a short time. And then another one called Good Government that was introduced in 1900 and it had a very brief existence as well. And the same year, in 1900, another newspaper called The Social Democrat was launched as part of the Socialist and Union Labor People, but it was soon discontinued because it didn't have a lot of readership. Just shortly after 1910, a newspaper called The Morning Star was launched by a man named Henry Reese, and he had a small uh, printing plant here in the city. And then he goes back to 1862 in this article and talks about a newspaper that lasted as more of a literary publication than a newspaper, and it survived only a short time, and it was called the Albion and Battle Creek News. There were also some religious newspapers published. The Battle Creek Seventh-day Adventists published the Advent Review and Sabbath Herald, a religious journal, and it began in 1835. They also published in 1866 the Health Reformer, which ultimately became a newspaper called Good Health. Both of those newspapers were circulated at the sanitarium. But they also received distribution around the world in other English-speaking countries. Now, during the spiritualist movement that took place here in the Battle Creek regional area, there was a newspaper called Our Age that was published by the spiritualist community from 1873 to 1874. Now, there's a few other little curious newspapers that I came across that he mentions in this article I thought were quite interesting. There's a newspaper that was called Game Fancier's Journal, which is a publication that was strictly for poultry farmers. And there was also another edition or version of that called the Michigan Poultry Breeder that was published in this area. But there was also an interesting newspaper launched by a man named Eugene Glass, who had been involved with some of the earlier newspapers that I mentioned here. And it was launched just about 1902 to 1905, and it was called Dogdom. And it was a magazine devoted to dogs. And it was one of two, apparently, that was published in the area targeting dog lovers. There was also another newspaper or publication called Dog Lovers Magazine, which had been formerly published in Philadelphia and made its way to Battle Creek when it relocated here. So there was a couple of uh, dog-oriented newspapers way back in the day. Those were published somewhere around between 1905 to 1910. There was also some farming newspapers. One was called The Rural Advocate, which was began publishing in 1905 and lasted till about 1908. So that's the early newspapers that he mentions in the article that were published in the Battle Creek area. Of course, there have been even more newspapers published after 1900 uh, around the Battle Creek area, and you can find them all in the archives at the Willard Library. Not a lot of these forgotten editions are there, though, so if you do happen to clear out an attic and come across a strange-looking newspaper, you might want to take it down to the Willard Library and have it scanned and uh, put into their archive records and made available to people online. Another mention that he makes about the newspaper industry 
that is unique to Battle Creek that was published also in the same edition of A History of Calhoun County was a chapter dedicated to the Duplex Printing Press Company, which was located here in Battle Creek, and they manufactured printing press machines and distributed them all over the world. And it helped build a name for Battle Creek in that industry as a manufacturer of printing presses which is a little-known historical fact about the city of Battle Creek during that time, probably because there's more modern printing presses today and, and that this company no longer exists, or at least it doesn't exist in its original form. The Smithsonian Institution has a reference to that on their online website about the Duplex Printing Press Company, and the date range of their publications from, was from the 1800s to the 1900s. And they were based out of Battle Creek, Michigan. They did a lot of trade catalogs and black and white printing of newspapers and that sort of thing. I'm just going to read you a short description of it that was written in A History of Calhoun County. One of the industries which for the past quarter of a century has done much to spread the name of Battle Creek through the sending of products to all portions of the world, and yet of which little is known locally, is the Duplex Printing Press Company. Because of the nature of this product, there is little occasion for the average person of Battle Creek or its vicinity to visit the works or to know much of what is done there. The fact is that this company's plant is one of the largest in the world in the printing press line, and machines built there are in use throughout all of the civilized world, wherever newspapers of any considerable daily circulation exist. Not only is it one of the largest plants, but it is also, if not the best equipped, at least one of the best equipped in the world. The company operates its own extensive foundries for both iron and brass, being thus in a position to entirely control the quality of material rejecting anything that is not up to standard. They also have a large forge room in which all of their work of that sort is done, none of it being let out by contract to other parties, who might or might not take an interest in the quality of material and grade of work. Even the screws, bolts, nuts, etc. used in the duplex press are made in the factory at Battle Creek. The equipment is complete in every detail. So I thought that was a very interesting description of one of the early industries, which unfortunately doesn't exist anymore. But there is reference online to a Supreme Court decision, if you look up Duplex Printing Company versus Deering. It was a Supreme Court decision that happened in 1921, and it was a labor dispute decision brought to the level of the Supreme Court. And it's kind of an interesting history if you want to look into it. Now let's take a look at some of the early newspapers around southwest Michigan. And I'm using a website on here called the National Newspaper Archives. And I can only go by the earliest editions I was found to kind of give an idea of when the newspaper was first started. So these may not be the exact dates of when these publications began, but these were the earliest that I was able to find on searching that website. So let's start with the city of Marshall. There was the Marshall Statesman, which this one appeared to have begun in 1842. There was another newspaper called the Calhoun County Patriot, which the earliest edition I found was 1838. There's another newspaper that was published there called the Daily Statesman, and the earliest one I found on that was 1881. Moving over to Hillsdale, 
there was the Hillsdale Whig Standard, which appeared to be the only newspaper during that period of time, and it was first established in 1847. Over in Constantine, another portion of the southwest Michigan, down in St. Joseph County, was the Constantine Republican. The earliest edition I found there was 1836. Over in Pawpaw, there was a newspaper called The Northerner. The earliest edition I was able to locate was 1858. Now, in St. Joseph, Michigan, there is the St. Joseph Herald Press, which the earliest one I found was 1869. But I had Robert Myers from the Michigan Historical Society on with me, and we talked about early newspapers in that interview, and he mentioned there were publications that they had in archives at the St. Joseph Library that dated back to the early 1830s, between the 1830s and 1840s in that area. In searching other cities, I didn't find anything very early in Kalamazoo, but it doesn't mean that they didn't exist. They more than likely did exist. It's just that they're not archived in this national newspaper conglomerated website. And that is the case with a lot of cities in the southwest Michigan area, which always makes it a challenge to locate newspapers. I know down in Athens there was a lot of early newspapers. One of them was called the Athens Bee. And there's several other ones that I've mentioned in my podcast on the founding of the village of Athens. The reason early newspapers are so important, particularly to historical research, is they kind of serve as the daily diary of a community. Call it a journal, call it a track record, whatever you want to call it. It does give you a measuring stick and a information source of what was going on during the time period that was seldom recorded in any other area unless you have access to personal letters between people and those types of archive records. So the newspapers themselves serve as a very important go-to reference for trying to establish the dates and times of incidents in the timeline of a community, as well as getting the take from several different viewpoints, if you're fortunate enough to have different newspapers that were published during that time, to be able to tell the story, at least from the viewpoint of those that lived it. So as I went through the early newspapers in Battle Creek, for example, a lot of those publications were never saved or preserved. Maybe they are somewhere in an attic somewhere, and we can only hope that they are stored somewhere, and someone will come across it and do the right thing and bring it to the Willard Library, for example, or the Historical Society and get them scanned and put into a reference that other historians can reach. But there's also some gaps in newspaper timelines. For example, if you are trying to research anything during the Civil War period in Battle Creek, a lot of those newspapers between 1861 to 1865 are missing from the timeline archives. And I was always curious about that when I first discovered it. Why can't I find any information about this period? You know, because, you know, I want to know what was going on during the Civil War on this particular story and what was happening in the community and what did they think about this and such and such and the, and the assassination of Lincoln and all of that stuff. And there's just no record. The The newspapers are gone. And when I was studying a book called uh, Tales of Battle Creek by Bernice Bryant Lowe, she makes reference to the fact in one of her uh, articles is that during that time period, newspapers were given to the military units to be used as wadding for their guns 
or insulation for their tents, packaging of food and supplies sent to them. So nobody was thinking apparently at that time of archiving the historical record, or if they did, and they did preserve it, those preserved documents were lost perhaps in an early fire. Uh, And there were a lot of fires throughout Battle Creek during its history too, so it could very well be that some of those records were lost um, in fires. You know, that's quite possible. But it's also very likely that uh, Miss Lowe was accurate with the attrition on newspapers during that time as they were probably all trying to do what they could for the war effort and sending all of their extra printed newspapers rather than storing them in archives at the time, sending them over to the military units to be used for the troops. So that's one theory anyways that um, why they're missing. But it is peculiar when you start trying to search for Civil War newspapers at the Willard Library that they, they don't have it online. Now, I have not gone to the Battle Creek Historical Society to check their archives to see if those range of newspapers exist. Um, however, if you happen to invest in old properties or have an old house that you discover old newspapers or old magazines that date back to before the 1900s, it would be a good idea, rather than to throw them into the trash or into a dumpster, that you set them aside and bring them over to the Willard Library. Or if you're listening to this podcast from somewhere else in southwest Michigan and one of the other counties, do that. Bring it over to your local historical society or into the local library and put it into the hands of their archives so that those records can be sorted to determine if their copies do not exist. And if they if you made a discovery, then then you just perhaps help save a particular lost chapter in history of Michigan. And I'm all about that. And I always like to spread the word and tell people about that sort of thing because it's really important. You know, it helps us uh, recover some lost history when you do that. And you never know when you're going to find something that's very special. So that's going to conclude today's episode on historic newspapers and some of the interesting history about some of the publications that existed in Battle Creek and other parts of Southwest Michigan during that period of time, as well as some of the interesting history about the early printing press industry that existed in Battle Creek and uh, some of the variety of uh, other newspapers and some of the the gaps in the historical record that uh, are always frustrating to historians. If you liked today's episode, please be sure to take some time to write a review on whatever app you're listening to. If you'd like to find out more about me, check out my website, michaeldelaware.com, and you're welcome to send me a message on there and reach out to me about suggestions for future podcast episodes or videos that you'd like to see on my YouTube channel. You can also check out my YouTube channel at Michael Delaware. Just search YouTube with my name and you'll come across my channel for sure or some of my videos. If you'd like to support any of the work that I'm doing here, you can follow the links on my website to my merchandise store or make a direct donation and it always is appreciated so until next time when we take another journey down into the nooks and crannies of history in southwest michigan thanks for listening